Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking. And have a tasty chat. the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hey, 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 listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast. All right. Before we get started, we want to include some trigger warnings. This book and the following discussion will include topics of strong sexual content, though we will not get that vulgar with you. Don't worry. <laughs> Violence, Christmas cheer, and crazy-ass grandmas. So please be aware of that before you proceed. Yep, we also want you to be aware that there will be cursing and spoilers in this episode. So of course, if that's something you're sensitive to, or if you haven't read any of these books, you may want to skip this episode and come back to it in the future. If you don't plan to read it, listen to our episode anyway, because we'll summarize it for you. And then you can just amaze and dazzle your friends and family on New Year's with all these books that you can say you read. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't tell anyone. Let us let us do the work and you take the credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as you know, you want to stay tuned for season two, where we may end up reinventing our elves. Our <laughs> 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 first episode will air on January 9th, 2024. So Stay tuned for that. And also be on the lookout for a potential new bonus sode coming your way and some highlights and some fun memories of season one. We'd also like to remind our listeners that, hey, if you're enjoying our content, we'd be extremely grateful if you would thank us for your enjoyment by leaving us a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or whatever streaming service you use. It would really help us out. We would appreciate it because it helps spread the word. It helps get our um, podcast out there. And if you could also maybe tell a friend or two who you know would be interested in the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Thank you. Thanks, man. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. My sweetie. Do it. 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 Come on. Do it. Seriously. Seriously. Do it. Do it. Do it. Hey. Hey, Jess. Hey. What's Merry Christmas. On? Yeah. Merry Christmas. So this will be airing uh, two days after Christmas. So I hope everybody had a nice Christmas. Yeah. I hope uh, Santa got you everything you wanted. <laughs> and I'm sure by now you just cannot stand Christmas songs. So we won't do that to you. <laughs> Uh, but we are still talking about Christmas movies. We don't care. So we just wanted to <laughs> let you know because we uh, we were just sitting here having a whole chitty chat about 
love actually because Alex sent me a TikTok today of this guy who was making fun of the scene where Kira Knightley was like, I look quite pretty. Um, <laughs> she was like, but you don't like me, you know. You you stayed quite close, didn't you? <laughs> one of the most awkward it's, scenes of all time. It's hysterical. <laughs> Who's the guy that I gotta find out his name? So this way you guys the, can go look it up. It's the guy who plays. Oh, the TikTok guy. Never mind. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> it's Tyler something, um, I think. Yeah, I, you're right. Ta- Tyler Warwick. W-A-R-W-I-C-K. They're yeah. all of me. <laughs> They're hilarious. But anyway, we were discussing how creepy that is. Like, obviously, they're going to know, man. They're going to know if you're filming at the wedding that you have footage. And then when they come to see the footage, yeah. if 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 you haven't seen Love Actually, A, why? Go watch it because it's great. <laughs> Classic at this point. Um, Christmas movie. But there is a scene, well, a few scenes where he's actually, it's a young Rick Grimes. From, yes. Uh, um, oh, my God. What's Walking called? Dead. Yes. Walking <laughs> Dead. Walking Forgot the Name Of. <laughs> and he's in it. And uh, his best friend marries Kira Knightley. And he kind of has a thing for her, but yeah. It's but no one knows because he never speaks to her. At one point, she's like, but you never talk to me. You never speak to me. And I was like, that is, he's so creepy. Yeah, he's like, it's a self-preservation thing. I know. <laughs> and then he just, that guy also posted a, another video and it shows the scene where he, the Dido song is playing and he's just like walking <laughs> around the streets like, oh, oh. It's, I gotta see that. <laughs> oh, so I am what I am. Yeah. I've seen this movie a million <laughs> times million times if the mood strikes too and it's not even christmas season i will watch it yeah same thing with the holiday and just friends i love them i do i did watch the holiday i watched it recently yeah i love it so much yeah that is Um, a really cute one i I do like that movie a lot it's such a cute cast like everybody just comes together really good i love kate winslet i love cameron diaz and i love jack black and they're all in that and they're all great i know so i love all of them i really do I just hate Jasper. Oh, Jasper. I hate him. <laughs> um, she's like, Jasper, I did your laundry. Like, stop, girl. You know, what are you doing his laundry for? You know, and then he'll call her up. And she's like, oh, Jasper, did you miss me? Because I'm halfway around the world. And he's like, I do, I do. Can I send you my notes? Can you read my notes? You know, yeah. British. And, um, and I'm like, bitch, don't do it. Yeah. But anyway. But it has a happy ending. So it's all yeah, good. Yeah. Fuck Jasper. If you haven't seen that also, <laughs> it's called The Holiday. Lots Star-studded cast. <laughs> go watch it all right and if you like girls uh, it, christmas is done i don't want to watch it we don't care these are okay. good movies that you can watch all year long that's true i do agree with that but also the christmas season is not really done until like january 7th like a week after new year's and that's when Why the seventh it's like a week after new year's january 1st random the seventh hey, everything's done on the yeah. 7th yeah it's one week after new year's that's when it's no longer acceptable to have your decorations up and to be listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas movies, even though I do watch them all year round and I do listen to the music all year round. So I don't follow my own rules. That's another thing. Who are these people that are like, it's not acceptable for you to have lights up anymore? Like, what if I want to have like a string of white lights all year long? Because that's what I want. And it makes me happy. Yeah. What if I want that? I get the red and green. Like, you know, don't do it. If if you can have a snowman in your lawn in January or July, it's weird. But like, honestly, I don't really care. I love I love driving at night and there's lights around or if like I'm walking the dogs at night. It's just nice because there's light. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Like, how delightful would it be if like a solid day in March or April? Like you're feeling shitty. Okay, you had a long day. You're tired. You're driving in your car. And then all of a sudden there's this 
boom, this is house lit up <laughs> and it looks so pretty. And you're just like smiles for days for no reason. You're just happy now. Okay. <laughs> Why can't I have that? Why is that stolen from me? Well, That's all. When I lived at the townhouse, I had those curtain lights. They were like a curtain setup of fairy lights that I had put up for Christmas. And then I was like, I'm just going to leave these up all year round. A, yeah, because they were, all. they were pain in the ass to put up in the first place. And second of all, I was like, I love having the light year round. And it was, it was delightful. Yeah, it was delightful. It's very and honestly, cozy. Like, I won't judge you if you have the white lights. Like, I'm thinking of getting like Edison lights from my roof to the tree in the front of the house. I think that would be oh, cool. Yeah. But if you do have, you know, some kind of like Santa coming down the chimney inflatable in June, yeah. it's time. It's time to wrap that up. <laughs> <laughs> I might judge you. I'm just not going to door and be like, hi. Um, no. Stop it. Just stop. Take it down. Put it in your in your garage or in your basement or in some other closet and get it the hell off your lawn. Okay. <laughs> it's June, man. All right. You're in your pool while you're doing it. That's all. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of things that we shouldn't be doing, we shouldn't be drinking excessively on New Year's. But if we do, I, I saw this article before we were talking about it a little bit with these hangover cures and so it's called <laughs> the hangover cures that don't work 10 mythological or mythical sorry hangover remedies mythological. mythological that don't work number 10 is have a hair of the dog that bit you so this is like when Wait, you what? so like you drink whatever you drank the night before you drink a little bit of that the next day and it's supposed to cure your hangover, but really all oh, it does I, is just make you drunk again. Dude, I thought you meant like put a hair of a dog in a, in a cup. No. And I was like, no. that is Ew. nasty. No, that's, that's not going to cure shit, but make you cough your brains out. That's like, like witchy. That's like Harry Potter stuff. That's that's how they cure hangovers in Harry Potter. They take a hair of the person who made the... Okay, I'm not going to... No. Yeah, it's, I know. It's going to go off the rails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The but it always does so you know we're, we're expecting that yeah so number nine is to take n say i s a i d s i don't know how NSAIDs. these are like aspirins basically before bed and okay. i disagree with this one i feel like this does work i don't know i mean it definitely prevents you from having a headache what take an aspirin the night before yeah all don't all of us do that I make sure before I go to sleep after like a night of drinking to take two Tylenol before I go to sleep or two aspirin. I and I never have a hangover the next day or at least a headache. Yeah, I don't know. Day. I honestly I've never done this, but I do take them the next day. But I feel like it would work if you take them before bed. And you're telling me that that it does work. So I disagree with this one. OK, number eight. I feel like, yeah, it doesn't work. It's to drink black coffee. Do you think that works? I feel like it just hypes you up. <laughs> I, you I don't know. It definitely gives you energy if that's what you seek. Uh, <laughs> but the next day, like, I don't want that. No, Ooh. I think I would throw up if I was hungover and somebody tried to serve me black coffee. Yeah, I want something like citrusy usually. I wake up like fiending um, apple cider or apple juice or something, an orange juice, something mm. like sweet and citrusy or fruity, I guess. Mm. Fruit punch is the shit, the simply one. Interesting. Okay. Something like that. I know a lot of people go for like ginger ale and stuff like that, but I usually just go for Gatorade or and like some type of greasy food, like pizza or like Oh a, God, I need greasy food the next day. Yes. Yeah. What, like, why is that? What's the science behind that? I think you're just getting a lot of calories into your body very quickly, honestly. <laughs> but have you ever tried making a raw egg cocktail? 
Because that's number no, seven. No, but I know that this was this was huge back in the day. Very big oh, in really? the Jane Austen times. Yes. Don't to you remember a- in Jane Austen? Her, um, Mrs. Bennett, the mother, was drinking it. She was like cracking eggs into oh, her drink yeah. the following day and like drinking it as a cocktail. Like it was, we frown upon that now. But back that's- in the day, it wasn't frowned upon because eggs were fine to eat and raw, you know. I don't know. That's some guest. That's some guest on stuff. When I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. And now that I'm grown, I eat five dozen eggs, so I'm roughly the size of a That's major Gaston shit. Yeah. As a specimen, yes, I'm intimidating. But as we were just saying, with the greasy food, number six is eat a greasy breakfast. Apparently it doesn't work. Although I strongly disagree on this one. It always makes me feel better. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Number five is to drink tomato juice before bed. And I would love to know the the logic behind this one. What could that possibly be? How is that curing your hangover? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it either. I, I, I I spit on you. I spit Uh, on it. (laughs) Drink that. Number four, I think also works though, is to chug a lot of water. And this is something I do do. I do. That's what you do do? I do do. No, obviously, because you have to hydrate. Yeah. Dehydration is one of the main causes that you feel hungover. That's why you're getting headaches and stuff. Yeah. As an adult, I'm an adult. Please tell me you know that song. (laughs) No. You do, right? No. I don't don't think so. What song is that? Oh, Andy Samberg. Um, not, I definitely don't he know. He's Lonely Islands and he's like, I'm an adult. Whatever. Some poser hands me cake at a birthday party. What you want me to do with this? Eat it. Happy birthday to the crowd. No, I'm an adult. Okay. And I, <laughs> it really is. Uh, and now if I'm, if I'm out, you know, so uh, socializing or whatever, I'll have a drink, then I'll have a water. I'll have a mm. drink, then I'll have a water or I'll, I'll always have a water with my drink. But when yes. you're younger, you're like, I don't need water. No, yeah, that's a totally old people thing to do, but it's effective and works and everybody should do it. But I know when you're in your early twenties, you're like, I don't need it. But also when you're in your early 20s, you wake up the next day and you like go out again the next day after that. So it's it it hits you different when you're older. <laughs> it definitely hits you different when you're older. I'll tell you that it hits you sideways. Yeah. Right? And backside ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you wake up and you're like, but I only had a sip, though. <laughs> <laughs> you had two glasses of wine and you feel like you're dying two for the next three days. Of- Two sips. <laughs> Dude, one time I had like two. One time I think I just had like penny vodka the next day. No, oh, I'm kidding. no, no, no. I had like two, literally two sips of something. I don't remember what it was. And I, it was probably wine. And then the next day I was just like, why do I do this to myself? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hilarious. Just, oh. Sad. <laughs> it's really sad. Well, number three is to make yourself vomit to reduce symptoms. And That's I just, disgusting. I just don't see how this makes you not hungover no it makes you bulimic so i i became bulimic you can read minds 
I mean, great bulimic <laughs> advice, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I want that out of my system. Let me just throw up everything. No, that's not good advice. It's not healthy. Yeah. I feel mm. like if you're going to throw up anyway, I guess bringing it on will just relieve some of the torture that you're going through, you know, and you feel that like feeling like it's gone, it's coming, but it just hasn't come yet. Yeah. Maybe like three, three shots in a row of fireball or um, Jameson mm. or uh, what's that other one that I used to Patron. Oh my Blech. God. Was that tequila? I, Ugh, I hate tequila. Yeah. 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 Uh, mistakes have been made with those in the past yes <laughs> shots. shots just be careful shot, yeah. be shot, shots are always gonna be a bad idea so yeah. even even the little like you know girly shots like the green tea shot and the cutesy little like cheesecake shot yeah that's sweet sweet as hell and it's gonna make you sick yeah well all it that sugar is good but it's a mistake all that sugar can make your hangover worse too yeah and jello shots i'm convinced no one even puts alcohol in those yeah and if i've never gotten any kind of buzz at all from jello shots and i think that they are empty calories i'm gonna shit all over them right now sorry if you love them okay are they delicious with whipped cream yeah sure yeah jello shots uh, are fun they're fun but they're terrible for you please of, of please course. please get the plant-based dye of course they're terrible for you but that doesn't mean they're not great okay all right. Well, number two is to stick to top shelf liquor brands. So it doesn't no, actually, yeah, it doesn't actually matter if you do no. that or not. It's about the quantity anyway, not the yeah. quality of the liquor. It's oh, true. We have $600 bottles. Yeah. So I never throw up or I never get sick or hangover. No, that's not real. No, if you real. do three shots in a row of Grey Goose, it's going to hit you the same as if you do three shots in a row of Smirnoff. It just might go down <laughs> a little smoother. Uh, no, I'd rather do the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Grey Goose may be a little better. Yeah. Um, and what's the other one? I really, Ciroc. Ciroc is good mm -hmm. vodka. Ciroc is good vodka. I try not, not, just thinking about vodka makes me feel nauseous because of my early 20s. And no, that's how yeah. I feel about Jameson. Okay. I like Jameson. Cool. <laughs> all right then number one is liquor before beer nothing to fear apparently it doesn't oh. make a difference well I, mine used to be a little bit different it was uh liquor before uh, beer before liquor makes you sicker liquor yeah. before beer you're in the clear or something like that yeah that's how i used to know it too something along those lines i never i used to, I used to recite it to myself all the time too because i'd be like i'd be like oh did i have liquor before beer yeah i'm good yeah <laughs> I don't drink beer anymore, but I used to like it. I was like, yeah, can... I never really liked beer, so I never really drank it. So this never really applied to me, which is probably worse, though, because it was either like just wine or hard liquor. And I feel yeah. like it gets you both of those get you drunk quicker than beer. <laughs> so yeah. Wine is the more like mature drink, but I feel like it gets my cheeks red, right? Yeah, you like can get flushed. flushed, especially with red wine. Yeah. Oh, OK. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Lately in my uh in my later days now, I, I could pass up any of it. If somebody's yeah. drinking wine, I'll be like, meh. I don't yeah. Just because I know my son's gonna wake me up the next day. He doesn't care what time. Same yeah. time as usual. And he's gonna be like knocking on my head and my skull <laughs> and be like, I don't care that you're hungover. Yeah. I need food. So <laughs> you know, is Hung it is it worth hungry, it? hungry, hungry food? breakfast yeah. oh he'll chant it too he'll be like i'm hungry i'm hungry i'm hungry and i'm like give me a minute 
I was like, I'm hungry. I'm like, it's 630. <laughs> Mommy's hung over. The sun's not up yet. We need to wait a bit. <laughs> yeah. Mommy came home two hours ago. She was stumbling in. She fell in the bush outside. <laughs> Leave me a minute, please. I still have a bush in my hair. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me get the bush out of my hair. Then I'll give you breakfast. <laughs> eh. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't, huh. don't judge me that I'm bundling up right now in this little blankie because I'm are, freezing. You look like a grandma right now, like a tiny little oh, grandma. Oh, watch me grandma. <laughs> oh, look at my look at my bundle. I'm bundled. Oh, it's a little, I, little nippy outside. So cold. Oh, don't use that, you slut. It's <laughs> a slutty term. All right. <laughs> I feel like old people are the only ones that say things like that. Like, oh, it's nippy outside. Like, why don't you just say it's cold? Why are nippy we saying is, honestly? I don't like nippy. Okay, nippy, <laughs> nippy crosses the line, man. I, I just think it's a little ridiculous, you it know. And no man should say it, right? Oh, I'm nipply. No, don't say it. People say that. They say nipply. Who says that? I've never heard anybody say that in my life. People. Okay. <laughs> What's it, Doug? Have you ever said it's nipply outside? No, Doug's never said it. Have you ever said it's nippy? Yes. Yeah, he has. He has said he's part, nippy. He's part of the problem. He's part of the nippy problem. <laughs> <laughs> but also, can we just talk about men being weird? Because my husband will actually wear shorts in the winter. Yeah. Like he'll go out with shorts and then yeah. he'll, he'll be like, wow, it's cold. I'm like, because you're not wearing a jacket. You're not wearing full pants. I know. Rob will go out in shorts and a sweatshirt and there'll be snow on the ground. And I'll be like, don't you want to put pants on? Maybe a jacket? He's like, what, what are you, weak bones? This is fine. This is more than I need. I'm like, you're insane. If there's like snow on the ground, I need a beanie. I need a uh, a hoodie. I need I need a bigger jacket because I yeah. need all these things. I need a scarf. I need gloves. Like I need mm -hmm. to protect myself. My husband yeah. will be out there though with, with shorts on. Yeah. So we went out the other day and he was in his hoodie and basketball shorts. I was in pants with my boots i had my winter jacket i had a scarf gloves i didn't have a hat but i did have a sweatshirt on under my jacket that had a hood because it was also a little rainy anyway we mm -hmm. saw this guy and he was like something's something's not adding up here and i was like oh my god what what's going on he's like she looks like she's going to alaska and you look like you're going to the beach and i was just like i know he doesn't dress for the weather <laughs> No, they just, uh, men are simple peoples, okay? They just have like, you know, their their wardrobe that's seasonal annually, really. There is it's, it's true. It's all year round is the same wardrobe. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. Like every Christmas I'm getting him shorts. <laughs> I get him sweatpants too, but like I know. sweatpants are like in the house thing. If you, I yeah. Feel like. I remember you talking to him about the sweatpants and he was like, don't get me crazy colors. And you were like, yeah. what am I, what am I going to get him? Bright orange sweatpants. <laughs> I know. Neon sweatpants. Yeah. Yeah. Wear these neon pink, hon. They'll look great on you. <laughs> this really ma matching sweatshirt. Yeah. This really <laughs> reflects your personality well. <laughs> oh, at least he's getting his knee on because he wears shorts. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Oh, All right. No. I'm, I'm going to cancel Terrible. myself with that one. Terrible. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Now you heard your hangover cures. All right. Yeah. So now everybody's prepped and ready. In a few days, it's going to be New Year's Eve. You guys are going to party. Uh, and now you know how to cure yourselves or maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> but no, don't. I, I say drink. These are mythical. My, yeah, they're they're mythological, apparently. <laughs> mythological. And, uh, <laughs> 
And I'm just going to say that I do recommend just drink water, man. Yeah. And sorry, we just jumped into stuff because we're having a conversation, but I am currently drinking water. Oh. Uh, I have no snack because I will be eating soon. Yeah, um, I have. I, uh, we'll be munching on some peeps. I have a sugar-free Red Bull. And tonight we're eating leftover chili, turkey chili nice. that I made. Yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. You guys, we've been talking about being chili and now you're going to eat chili. That's fun. Oh, my God. Well, I want second time. I'm just going to cancel myself. Fine. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I what? think I need to cancel myself because I got confused for a second. I was like, who's talking about bean chili? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, she's just making a pun. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. After all, first of all, me and Alex, the whole entire year of 2023 um, is coming to a close, which means our pun calendar will yeah. be coming to a close. Me and her share a um, a calendar of year. We're going to do a different one maybe this year. But we have we had puns this last year. Um, by the way, yesterday's was amazing. Which one was that? I don't remember, but it was oh, amazing. Damn it! There uh, was, was one gonna... recently that was really funny, and I chuckled out loud when I read it. It might have so it was probably the one from yesterday. Yeah, it was glorious, and I saved it aside because I was like, "Oh, we're going to talk about this." No, I, I always want to take pictures. I usually want to take pictures and send them to you. I always take the pictures and I don't send them. I yeah. forget. But this one was great. So okay. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did finish reading a Cerulean uh, House in the Cerulean Sea. I downloaded it today so I can start it. I am so excited for you to read it. It was yeah. freaking wholesome and it was everything I needed wrapped up in a bowl um, for this end of the year because we read some stuff that was dark. We read some stuff that was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. um, and we read, you know, we read some, some, uh, some holiday hopefuls that were more porn-esque. So after <laughs> reading all that, reading this was just amazing. Yeah. I loved it so much. Not wait to talk to you about it. And I hope you love it as much as I do. So we have to talk about it on the podcast. We must. Yeah, we can add it to our 2024 lineup, hopefully. I, like I said, I did download it. I'm going to start it tonight. And I think I'll like it. There's really nothing like the description sounds like something I'm going to like. You said that you loved it. I'm sure it's going to be great. So I'm excited for it. I, I can't imagine someone not liking it. I was smiling at the page half the time. In the last 20 pages, I was hysterical crying. In that's, a good way. that's what I heard is that everybody cries when they read it. That's what I'm crying I've heard. my eyes out. So, <laughs> I'm so. scared, but that's good. I could I could use a good I want end, to, end of the year cry. <laughs> so remember how I threw my book. Don't judge yeah. me. But remember how I threw my book after reading Iron Flame? Mm -hmm. I hugged my book after I finished this one. Yeah. I, <laughs> I did. As soon as I was done, I took the book and I was like, <gasps> okay. I, I was like, I will read anything by this author. And also, I want those people to be real and I want to hang out with them. That's all. I love every single character in that book. I have nothing yeah. bad to say. Okay. That's all. I'm looking forward to, to reading it. I'm also, it's funny because we did this out of order, but I'm going to be reading the Hassad Air. I started yes. actually, I, I started reading a page, not much. Okay. <laughs> page today. Uh, but I do want to read that next. And then I will be reading probably Assassin's uh, Blade. So I just finished Assassin's Blade. Oh, you did? I okay. did. And? So this is the feedback that I have. I think that I did feel more connected to the characters because I read already. However... Okay. I think I would have preferred to read it first because you wow. do get you, you just there's certain things that are like they call back to in, in the novels. So like it's like, OK, this is where that came from or whatever. And while I don't think it's necessary, 
like you don't need the information. I think it's better to have it going in because I think as you're reading the series, it it's more meaningful in that order. However, I don't know if you'll feel as connected to the characters reading it first because they're, it's just a collection of novellas, so they're not very long. So it's mm-hmm. not as in-depth as it would be for a full-length novel. And right. there were a couple of points where I actually was a little bit bored. So I was like, I don't know. But then there was some stuff that was really good. There was some stuff that was really sad. I didn't cry. I know a lot of people have cried when reading it. But for me, I didn't really, I felt connected to Selena, the main character. And it feels connected to the other character that's in it. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the other books that we're going to talk about, um, because we'll save Assassin's Blade for season two. Yay, season two's coming. (laughs) Uh, and even closer, we're recording this a little before Christmas, so it'll be yeah. even closer by the time this uh, airs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're um, we're still doing our holiday hopefuls. I think we're done with our holiday hopefuls at this point. I'm so uh, done. I don't want to read another friggin' romance for a while. I-, I might even punch Valentine's Day in the face and not even read any in February because I'm bitter right now. I'm just I done would- with them. I wouldn't mind reading another romance, I think, but I just want it to be a good one. Like, not these, like, frivolous, weird, not well-developed stories that are more about, like, the smut than anything else, you know? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we're going to talk about it, so I'll, I'll really save my thoughts. But um, Good Elf Gone Wrong had a great story, despite all yeah. the raunchy and, you know, unnecessary yeah. bits. But yeah. we'll talk about that. And Wreck the Holes, I don't know because I just didn't read it. I purchased it, <laughs> but I didn't touch it. And yeah. Alex was like, you're gonna. She's like, I read it. You'll hate it. I was like, I'm not reading it. <laughs> I'll hate it. That's the yeah, I don't I don't think you would like it. I don't know if you'd hate it. I just I don't think you'd like it. I I mean, I can save this for discussion later if you want. But I yeah. just I'll tell you the reason why later. All right. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely we'll, we'll chat about it. But what other what what other uh, reads have you had like since we talked? So I read, oh, what was the name of it? Um, it's a young adult fantasy. Oh, the Prison Healer. I read the Prison Healer and its sequel, The Gilded Cage. It was available on my Scribe app. I've heard of the Gilded Cage? Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to read the last one in the trilogy, The Blood Trader, and it's not available on my app until January 14th. And I was very annoyed. So I did consider buying it, but I was like, no, I'll just exercise some type of restraint and I will wait until January 14th and then I will read it. So I'm currently, so I read Assassin's Blade. I did read actually another romance called Only When It's Us. It was cute. I liked it. It wasn't smutty at all, really. Maybe a little bit at the end, but it was like the very end. I keep forgetting that we will have to read another romance because Ruthless Vows is coming out and we're planning on reading that for next month. Uh, So that'll be coming out the day after Christmas. So while this is airing right now, it's actually already out if you want to go and um, download it or or buy it or if you haven't pre-ordered it. Uh, I am looking forward to reading it. Yeah. I'm hoping that it has more fantasy in it. I'm hoping to get more of the gods and that war in in the sequel. I'm fiending a book just about gods. It's like, I'm just feeding yeah. that. I need some kind of Greek yeah. type of fantasy right now. I might actually read, um, what's the Achilles? Yes, song? Uh, song Achilles? the Song of Achilles and Circe also. I actually just downloaded. Yes, I so, downloaded that too. Yeah. I'm read that. Maybe we could add that to our 2024 lineup because I've yeah. been wanting to read that for a while and I am I feel the same as you. I'm craving that yes. mytho- uh, mythology I need that type. right now. 
Yeah. So I think that that would be cool. Maybe we'll incorporate that next month. Don't ask us and don't hold us to what we're reading <laughs> next month even. Yeah, we're we so not sure. <laughs> don't know. There's so many options. There's so many choices, but we're like super excited about millions of books. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're probably going to do House of Cerulean Sea. Maybe, what was it? Bright Creatures? Bright, uh, Remarkably, Remarkably Bright, bright. Creatures. Mm-hmm. Maybe that one. Uh, definitely Assassin's Blade obviously is locked. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Ruthless Vows. Were we going to make that the, the book of the month for January? Yeah, I think Ruthless Vows is the January book of the month. I'd have to just double check, but I'm pretty sure that that's where it's located in the timeline. It's definitely on our lineup. Yeah. And I mean, I mean don't I, hold us to these as like January definites. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because we can maybe cons- too, and like Song of Achilles. We'll definitely include incorporate them at yeah. some point this year. Or the season, rather, but I'd like it? to incorporate the Jassad air as well because that was really yes. good, and I think you're gonna I'm, like it. I'm looking forward to reading that. Actually, I'm excited about it. Yeah, we could talk about this off air, but I I also have some other suggestions that we can go over because okay, I, I because was going to do this every single time we talk. Every single I, time we go to record. Yeah. By the way, Alex is like, let me share my screen. <laughs> we sit there for like literally 20 minutes and we move <laughs> things around and yeah. we end up so. Yeah, but I also I added like 15 books to my TBR today. So <laughs> I've added like 300 in the last two months. So yeah. worry about that. I just every once in a while I go through a phase where I'm like, I need to find new books as if I don't already have like 300 waiting on my yes. TBR. Oh. And I'm like, I need to add more. <laughs> and don't think for one second that I don't want to read this beauty. Dying to read yes. this. All right. Yes. It's Actually, like burning a hole in my bookshelf. I think I think that's actually on our uh, tentative list, so that could pretend that'll be a potential our adjustment Good. board because I would do like a whole friggin' month on her. Yeah, I love her. Um, so I'm excited for you to read her, and also um, she's parked right now, currently next to Caraval series. Mm. She's bringing no judgment, no judgment. some bringing some positivity to yeah. a mediocre. Well, look series. look look how how it's like meh, and then bright beautiful. <laughs> saying okay all right whatever i like my adjustment awards so i'm excited to see what she has to say in this new one yeah and uh well since it's um the end of the year what do you think has been your favorite read of the year or maybe i don't know your if there's more than one you know if you have like contenders for the top spot it could be any book not necessarily ones that we i'll give you well I'll do like a top three, but one of them is a series, obviously. Okay. Um, so if you would have asked me this last week, I would have told you that One Dark Window, the Shepherd King mm. series, um, was my absolute favorite read of the year. I still love it. And I'm sorry yeah. if you hear my dog barking in the background. That's okay. She loved it too, honestly. Yeah. So I still loved it. I did love Fourth Wing. I am bitter <laughs> about <laughs> Iron Flame, but I did love Fourth Wing and I, I loved reading that book. Yeah. There was other books I loved reading as well, but man, House and Cerulean Sea crept on in there and it's number one for me. It was my favorite read of the year. I wow. loved it. I loved it. It was just a feel good book. Yeah. And I had needed that. It came in and it shattered my book slump. Thank God. So I'm out of a book slump. Um, Yay. Because I, I stayed Finally. up all night for like yeah. five hours reading the stupid Elf Gone yeah. Wrong last night. <laughs> Good health kind of is so good. I was like, I have a doctor's appointment in the morning. Like, what am I doing up? It's 5 a.m. Like, go to bed. Uh, I was like, I can't go to bed. I need to know what happens with Hudson and Gracie. Um, just, you know, 
Yeah. Sad. So sad. <laughs> My favorites so far. So definitely the Shepherd King duology is very much at the top of my list it was definitely my favorite of the podcast books in in terms of the other books that i read the legendborn the uh the first book legendborn and the second book bloodmarked are also top of my list Mm. i really loved those books i think they might be my overall favorite for the year however i also really loved yeah so good and the actual the third one comes out in january so i can't wait to read it yeah um I also really loved the very secret society of irregular witches. It's just yes, you did. similar to how you feel about house in the cerulean sea. That's how I felt. It, I read it at the perfect time when I really needed it after we read all of those thrillers and mysteries and stuff. And then I read that and it was just such a sweet, really well-written and well-developed book, but it was just so sweet. And I just loved it. Yes. So. And there was like so many good messages too within this book. And that's why I feel like, I feel like I'm going to read the um, the Secret uh, Regular Witches there. I'm going to absolutely love it. But it's like a hug. Like you need yeah. a hug. Like if yeah. you're in a book slump, so you need like a book to just come hug you and be like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Look at me. I'm yeah. good. And I'm like, oh, there you are. <laughs> now I want to read again. <laughs> I know. Because I was getting sad, man. I was like p- dusting off my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I <was like> <laughs> games. I was like buying the new Mario game. I played the whole Mario game. Wow. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, I refuse. I would look at the books and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but uh, I'm back. I, I, I do still like the Mario game, though. Actually, yeah. I'm playing. Do you remember um, back in the day, Harvest Moon? Remember that game on Super Nintendo? No. That was like the original farm game. No, I have no idea. Oh, well, anyway, I've been playing that. Shit's fun. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like 2D. Like, you know how like the Switch, you could play like the old school systems yeah don't judge don't judge me i'm old okay and this is the things i like okay i like That's 2d I, su- I like I support 2D, it. 2d going back and forth it's simple i simple people i like it i support it <laughs> so I i'm in my um i'm in my retro video game era yeah <laughs> i uh Plus the switch you can play in bed like this oh really yeah like literally like game boy you could just sit there and play it in bed oh nice okay so it makes it easy <laughs> yeah it does yeah but yeah the new mario was fun it was fun it was like the old school retro mario but a makeover yeah nice yeah what else have you been doing besides reading and life well (laughs) hobbies uh no (laughs) but i actually i did watch some things on tv so what was it what was what was it called uh it better have been the greatest showman or i'm like disconnecting it wasn't but don't disconnect. I did watch. I, I haven't. Fine, I'll say. <laughs> I haven't finished it, but there's a series, My Life with the Walter Boys. It's based on a book series. It's all right. It's cute. It's like okay. high school kids, but she, her family dies. She has to move in with her mom's friend family. She has like 10 boys that she's already taken care of or something. I don't know. So, I mean, it's all right. It's okay. But I did start the Percy Jackson series, which came out mm. yesterday, December yesterday, 20th. Yeah. But yeah. it's only only the first two episodes are available. Now I'm gonna have to watch it weekly, like some type of caveman. And I'm not I'm not excited <laughs> about that. But the first two episodes are very good, much uh much more true to the book than the stupid movie was that they made, which I hated. It so it was horrible. Yeah, it was I'm gonna so bad. I'm excited. I feel like um Disney and Apple know how to do shows really well. 
Well, yeah. Prime too, actually. They all do, but mm-hmm. know how to do do shows really, really well. And I'm really excited. I feel like they're just like limitless budgets. So that yeah. they just great graphics and shit. Yeah. But I might wait actually until the whole series come like the whole yeah so that you don't have to watch it like a cave person season yeah yeah Yeah, well cave people didn't watch tv so that's irrelevant (laughs) well if they did they'd have to you know watch it one week at a time alex they watched watched rocks and fire (laughs) well yeah but i did that and i've been doing holiday shopping just doing stuff around the house and yeah just kind of relaxing a little bit let's get into our story time you ready all right yeah We had a good conversation. <laughs> All right. So for this book of the month bonus sode, we're going to borrow a game that we usually play. You know it from our potty sodes. Rapid fire rounds. Alex, tell the people what they can guess. No, don't don't do that. They're not going to guess. No. <laughs> Alex, tell everybody what category we have for today. All right. So today we're playing a rapid fire on things that you should not shout when drunk at a New Year's party. We'll have to come <laughs> up with as many things that we should not be shouting at New Year's mm. within two minutes. Jess is going to put two minutes on the clock and we're going to see how we do. Sorry in advance. All right, here we go. <laughs> and five, four, three, two, one, go. I got a shot. <laughs> Look at my dick. Uh, <laughs> Your tits are out. They're ugly. I can't stand your mother. She's a bitch. <laughs> who shit on the carpet? Gross. Oh and who stepped in it? Oh my God. Look at Becky's butt. It is so big. Did you mean to dye your hair red? Mm, it doesn't look good. I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, you're on fire. <laughs> Thank God. What is it? <laughs> um, well, the year just started and it already sucks. <laughs> Don't shout that. <laughs> Don't shout that. Hey, who's excited for another same fucking as always year? <laughs> just living the dream. Don't shout that. Don't be that person. Hey, Marty. <laughs> Hoping to get rid of those cankles this year. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, my resolution is to punch three people in the face tonight. Oh, my Christmas stocking. <laughs> Julie, why did you let your daughter do your makeup for you? She's only five. Oh, she didn't. Oh, you did it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gretchen, what's wrong? Why is your fist bleeding? Oh, I punched somebody. No, she didn't. We saw her outside punching that tree. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What a weirdo. Maybe get some anchor management in the new year. (laughs) Liar. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's never going to happen. No, definitely shout that. Maybe do shout that. (laughs) Um, I'm bleeding all over your rug. Is that okay? (laughs) I fucking hate all of you. Get out of my house. (laughs) Here, I'm not coming. Time's up. Time's up. Um, but also my personal fave, which is always, uh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would live for the drama that some of those uh, statements would bring about if somebody would- really shouted them at New Year's. Why would anyone eat a Christmas <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Also, People the punch in the story that, is, is ac- it's based on real events. Oh, really? 
<laughs> Somebody mm-hmm. showed up with a bleeding fist from punching. So at a party, I don't know if it was New Year's Eve party, but it was a party. And this is a friend of ours that goes way back. We don't really talk to him anymore. Okay. Um, but he loved attention and he went outside and was apparently punching the tree trunk and came in with his fist all bloody and was like, I got into a huge fight. You know this story. I got into a huge fight. Yeah, you told you me know, the story. I got jumped, all these crazy things. And one of my other friends happened to be out there and was like, actually, I saw you punching the tree in the front of the house. Yeah. Uh, what was that all about? You OK? <laughs> and he's like, you're a liar. That never happened. But that did happen. Yeah. Because we have no to not to trust the person that said that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fun time. Weird. Weird. <laughs> so yeah, don't do that and um don't shout that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the other options was things you shouldn't make as a resolution. Um, but that could have gotten dark. Yeah. Don't yeah. kill anyone this year. Uh <laughs> um, don't have road rage, don't run people over. Uh <laughs> you know, could have could have been wild. Yeah, don't end up in jail. <laughs> or dead. Or dead. No. Yeah, survive. That, that should be everybody. <laughs> this New Year's, I just want to survive until next New Year's. <laughs> Do not punch an old man in public. <laughs> Do Unless not. They really deserved it. No, I'm kidding. Don't punch yeah. him. <laughs> you might crack his bones. Aww. Careful. Oh, I love old people. Well, we were talking about the hangover before, so I'm thinking of that. Do you yeah. remember that scene? In the Hangover movie? No. Oh, um, it was like Zach uh, Zalifanakis, and he was in the gas station parking lot. And they were like, I don't know, man, he's weird. And he was like, stop looking at my car. He's like, I will punch an old man in public. Oh, my God. Sweet right there. <laughs> don't hilarious. touch it. Don't even look at it. Go on. Get out. You heard me. Don't look at me either. Yeah. You better walk on. He's actually kind of funny. Yeah, he means well. I'll hit an old man in public. Anyway, it always goes, you know, completely left field. So there it was. Yeah. There you have it. All right. There you have it for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's read uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas as dramatic as we can. What do you think about that? I'm excited. I've actually, I don't, I haven't read this since I was like a little kid. I don't even really remember what's it, what it's about, oh. like what happens in it. I don't know because I was reading it to my son the other night. And I didn't, I was like, what is happening in this story? <laughs> also, it sounds like we're from like, a, not even like the 1600s, like 1100s. Okay. Um, so it should be fun uh, when, to try and figure when this was, out. When was this actually written? It, it is old, right? It says it's one of the most beloved Christmas poems. Apparently it was written, it had to be like centuries and centuries ago. I mean, oh. nobody says twas. Twas, I say all the time. Just kidding. Um, But I did just see beneath the link that you clicked on, there was another link that was like, Twas the Night Before Christmas, narrated by Michael Buble. And I feel like I would listen to him narrate that. I would listen to him narrate anything. Right? Like, I just listen to him. Come on. Yeah. Whenever his songs come on on my Christmas playlist, like, I just stop what I'm doing. I'm like, everybody, shh. Buble's on. <laughs> yeah, I'm like he can sing amazing. My hair, fun, fun story. Um, my hairstylist uh, said she would leave her entire family for him just because of his voice. Just because of his voice. I'm like, okay, that's dramatic. Yeah, the most dramatic uh, thing. Hilarious uh, though. Okay, so I have here the entire poem, and apparently we have some history too. So let's take a look at the history of it. It says. You, you're moving way too fast on Flake. 
I feel like I'm going to have a seizure. <laughs> All right. So it says, "Twas the night before Christmas history, in case you were interested. Uh, it was originally titled A Visit or A Visit from St. Nicholas and was published anonymously on December 23rd, 1823. Definitely not. Um, if I feel like this was like literally medieval times, but okay. In a Troy, New York newspaper called the Centennial. Centennial. Alex hit us with the rest. Whatever. Sorry. Oh yeah. It's not Centennial. <laughs> it's a completely <laughs> different word. <laughs> Be there in your formal wear. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know what my brain was. I love that movie so much. And that's what I always <laughs> no. think of with Centennial too. <laughs> All right. So it wasn't until 1837 that Clement Clark Moore accepted credit for writing a visit. He reportedly wanted to keep his authorship secret initially because he was a professor and the piece wasn't considered a scholarly work at the time of its its initial writing. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. And he is said to have based his vision of Santa Claus on both St. Nicholas and a local Dutch handyman where he lived in New York. How fantastic. Legend has it that the handyman operated the sleigh that took more home. (laughs) I love this. I love this trivia. I love this backstory. I feel like they were secretly in love, but they couldn't be because it was 1837. But I'm going to choose to believe it. Wow. My heart heart of hearts. So apparently uh, four handwritten copies of this is known to exist. They're in three museums. Uh, One was purchased at auction by an anonymous media mogul for two hundred and eighty thousand in 2006. All right. So then they, they have some fun questions. Christopher Clement Moore borrowed his idea of Santa Claus from which other New York writer of the time who was commonly associated with Halloween? Really? Who's the guy Washington, without a head? Who's Washington isn't, Irving? Isn't that the story about the headless horseman? No, I don't know. I Washington might have made Irving? that up, or it is might it? have been is that. I don't know. Is that what that is? Is that the Sleepy Hollow guy? I'm gonna look it up because I have no idea who's Washington Irving. I'm pretty sure it's the Sleepy Hollow dude. Yeah. No, an American short story writer, essayist, biographer, historian, yeah. and diplomat of the early he wrote the short stories Rip Van Winkle and The Legend of C.B. Hollow. All right. Yay. With the fact. Yes, Jess. <laughs> I can't believe. Good for you. That's awesome. I was like, All I right. have what no idea. Win? What do I win? <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> Next question, Alex. Okay. More fun than Oh, I just realized you meant that I should read it. Sorry. Yeah, bitch. It's okay. your turn. <laughs> Sorry, man. I didn't know it was your turn. All right. So the reindeer names Donner and Blitzen are based on words meaning what? No clue. Thunder and lightning. Yeah. Nobody knew that ever. Nobody knows that. Blitzen, I feel like you could figure out. But Donner, I have no idea. Yeah. Because doesn't Blitzkrieg mean something like lightning? It's Blitzkrieg. Yeah. (laughs) The Carnegie Mellon Hunt Library Houses. How many? Editions of A Visit from St. Nicholas, which is this poem with the original title. The answer is nearly 400. How? Why are there so many editions? Because it's been around forever, man. It's like one of those really, really like traditional popular things. Everybody knows about Twas the Night Before Christmas. You know, not a creature story. Why do we need so many editions? Eh, Whatever. I don't know. I guess over, well, over time, I guess maybe they... Correct, because the, the the verbiage changes language. Mm. 
Okay. I don't know. All Whatever. Right. When was a visit from St. Nicholas first illustrated? Hmm. 1863. It's actually earlier than I would think. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty soon after it was written. And, and you know what? I've never known it not to be illustrated. Right. Mm. Actually, the, the edition I have is from like the, the 80s and it's like a pop up. Mm. And I actually ruined a part of it when I was younger. One of the pop-ups and now jack's ruined another part of it <laughs> it's a family <laughs> tradition it on and now it's gonna have to be some kind of tradition where everybody just ruins it a little bit <laughs> all right so last question we have here is when is christopher clement moore believed to have written this um and i think we answered this earlier but this is something yeah. that if you wanted you know a little trivia um to throw at somebody the answer would be christmas eve 1822 so that's interesting it, it was illustrated in 1863 so it was actually further along yeah, it was 40 and years after it was first published or written. Yeah. And 30 years after he actually took credit for it. Right. Wow. He must have been like an old man. And it was like, it was me. It was me. It was, it was the more before Christmas. <laughs> was I? All right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's give this all we can. <laughs> all right. All right. We're going to try to make this a little more fun for you. So here we go. Uh, it was the night before Christmas. Before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children, God bless them, were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for long winter's nap. <laughs> settled our brains. Out. <laughs> that's a line. Yeah, yeah that, that's a lot. <laughs> Went out on the roof. There arose such a clatter. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutter and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When? What to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now, Dasher, now, Dancer! Now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. <laughs> Fine, I'll dash away. Oh, why is he yelling so much? <laughs> Miserable bastard. No. <laughs> it's because he's so tiny. <clears throat> As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, 
when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the cursors they flew, with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed in fur from head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler, just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled! His dimples, how merry! His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry! Mm. (laughs) His straw... (laughs) I'm telling you, it's a long story. <laughs> the Dutch handyman. I've got the, I've got the <laughs> <laughs> he was in love with it. It's this. so weird knowing that now. I know. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head. Like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed <laughs> like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so I gained a few pounds. Shut up. All right. <laughs> it's those cookies, man. <laughs> he was. <laughs> He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him, <laughs> in spite of myself. No wonder why this guy took 40 years to take credit for this. Uh, he was like waiting for the handyman to die so he didn't have to profess his love. All right. Or just distaste. I don't know. Um, There's a love-hate thing. Who <laughs> A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh. His team gave a whistle. <sighs> Sorry, I can't whistle. <laughs> and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, Oh, he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all. And to all a good night. All right. All right. It was the night before Christmas. Thank you, Mr. Clement Clark Moore. Yeah. I still don't understand what it really is about. I still don't get it. Secondly, uh, now that I know it's about a handyman. It's about Santa Claus coming, him finding Santa for the first time, discovering him coming down and doing his Santa stuff and then leaving. A local Dutch handyman. A local Dutch handyman. What does it have to do with it? Because this man was very clearly in my, this is my backstory for this, this poem. Okay. Mr. Clement Clark Moore 
lived in a little cabin in New York, in Troy, New York. And there was this lovely Dutch handyman who lived down the street. And he was just, he was so jolly. He had a great white beard and he just loved him so much with his twinkling eyes and his rosy cheeks, his cherry nose. And he also had a farm of reindeer. And this guy, this guy was like, I need to profess my love for him, but I can't because of the times. And so he was like, I'm going to write this poem, but I'm going to say it's about old St. Nick and nobody will think anything of it. Mm. And that's, that's what I think he did. Also, he was like, bro, you can't come in my front door. If you feel me because of the times. Yeah. You gotta uh, come so up the come chimney. Down my chimney. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. reference to good elf combat. <laughs> yep. And I'll set the fire and I'll make it happy blazing. See, right. see, it um, makes sense. It makes yeah, sense. It does. It does make sense when you look at it like that. You know, there weren't any saints up in the hills, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he was local. All right. That's it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that was fun. Uh, I don't really recommend just reading the whole thing, especially to a child. If you want them to sleep, maybe. But my son stopped and in between every sentence and was like, what does that mean? What is that? What does that mean? And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what it means. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But it's a classic and everybody um, for a very long time will still continue to read it. It's just one of those things that stuck around. So, all right. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All righty then. All right. Well, let's hop into our uh, tips and tricks for New Year's Eve cocktails and apps because we are also all about cooking and we have to give you some kind of cooking tip. So, Alex, what you got for us? All right. So for my cocktail, I made these last year and they were really good. You take a shot of rum chata and mix it into mm. about a four ounce glass of eggnog. And Ooh, to spruce nice. it up for the holiday, what I did and what you can do, it's really easy and it's also festive and fun. You rim the edge, the top of the glass. Don't look at me like what that. I know that's what, what she said. I know, I know. Not in a weird way, but you, <laughs> you coat it in some frosting. So I used vanilla, but you could really use whatever you want. And then you put some festive holiday sprinkles on it. And then you put the cocktail in those cups and it just looks so cute and it's so easy. And you also get to eat the icing and sprinkles as you drink your eggnog. So it's also a fun little treat. I really enjoyed it personally. So that's just a little cocktail idea. No, anything in eggnog is amazing. Yeah. Delish. I love some eggnog. Hell yeah. I have eggnog right now. I actually have a vanilla spice one. It's, it's delicious. It's the same brand we love, the um, Southern, Southern Comfort. Comfort yeah. but it's vanilla, vanilla spice flavored. Oh, I got to look for good. that. Yeah, for, I found it by mistake and I was excited about it. Yeah. For appetizers, I usually just get store-bought stuff. I'm not going to lie. I don't really go out of my way to make things. But <laughs> if I do, I would probably just make some type of like... The, you could buy the little hot dogs and wrap them in crescent rolls. They have gluten-free options. Actually, I was just hanging out with my friend Dana the other day and she made these gluten-free ones. They weren't quite as good, but I think if you seasoned the gluten-free bread a little bit, it was like biscuit batter or something like that. I think it would be better. So you could glaze it with some butter and some garlic and onion. And I think it would be really good. And those are usually really classic and well-loved for new year's also important to eat while you're drinking so 
eat, yes, eat, eat some eat some apps. <laughs> eat your apps, but not the ones on your phone though. Doesn't work. No. Uh, <laughs> Don't eat those. So uh, really quick, I have a shot, I have a cocktail, and I just have some app ideas. So the shot's really simple. Uh, it's Tootsie Roll shot. And I know it sounds good, right? It's going to sound weird when I tell you the ingredients. Trust the process, okay? Uh, you're going to pour into a little shot glass, a little bit of Kahlua, and a little bit of orange juice, like a splash of OJ. Uh, and just swirl that around a little bit. And when you take that shot, it's going to taste like a Tootsie Roll. It's delicious. And it's always a holiday favorite when you have it at a holiday party or New Year's Eve. It's always fun time. Um, The next thing you could do is if you're having like a New Year's Eve party uh, or even like a holiday party, you could do like a Grinch cocktail, which is super easy. Is it the the most healthy? I'm not going to say it is, but it looks really cool. Um, So all you have to do is take a little bit of Sprite and take a little bit of that green Hawaiian punch drink, mix them together. Uh, and it'll just look like this bright, festive, you know, party drink. And then you can add as much alcohol as you'd like in that guy uh, <laughs> and make it a party punch if you'd like. Or, yeah. if you know, you're not feeling punchy and you just want to have it as a mocktail, then you don't have to add anything extra. But um, I've made it, in, made it in the past. I've made it with vodka and it was super delicious. I think I used vanilla vodka and it was really yummy. Um, so that's cool. You can even get creative with it and rim the glass. If you want it to be like at a holiday holiday party or something, uh, you can rim the glass with like red sugar and this way it'll have red sugar on the, on the rim of the glass. And then it'll have the green drink inside. It looks really festive. Uh, otherwise you can do a different color. If you want to do more of like a party punch for, um, New Year's Eve festive, you can get that like edible glitter. It looks really cool. And you could throw that in. I've done that before too. Um, but just, you know, have fun with it. As far as the apps go, people love things that they just pick up with their hands and bite. So I, I love those like skewers type of things, things that you could stick like those little, um, you know, sticks in. Uh, people love things like, I don't know, baked meatballs, you know, um, uh, baked macaroni and cheese bites. You can get creative with that. If you have a lot of time on your hands, you could definitely look them up and you can make a whole bunch of yummy ones. If you're pressed for time because you just decided today, like, hey, I'm going to have New Year's Eve in my house and have a few people. Run to Trader Joe's, man, and get those delicious caramelized onion feta cheese bites. Alex, how much do we love those? I love those so much. <laughs> I live for those. They are so delicious. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I sometimes throughout the year, I just need them and I go and get them and I have them because they're so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can make your own version of that. Super simple, uh, but they are super yummy and they're very easy. If you have a Trader Joe's near you to grab those, I recommend. People love the little cocktail, pig in a blanket, Frank's. Um, you can make things like that. Um, and then if you want to call it really simple too, always, you know, a chartreuse, chartreuse, chartreuse. You know, the cheese and meat board is always a big thing and you can get really creative with that. Um, there's people online that'll show you. You could actually take the meat, you know, the circles. What is it called? Like super sot and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And you, could, you can fan it out in such a way that it'll turn it into a rose. I actually did that yeah. once. Yeah, um, it, looks it came really out really pretty. cool. Yeah. And then you just fan your cheese and your crackers around that. People love that. Appetizers, you could go like a whole tapas party and people will be thrilled. I love that when I go somewhere and people. That's usually what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it even when it's just me and Rob. I'll be like, we're not eating dinner tonight. We're having tapas. And by tapas, I mean, I'm buying a crap ton of appetizers and I'm heating them up. (laughs) Yeah. Like, honestly, the best parties I've ever gone to where people just have like tapas going around. Like I had somebody that um, had these little mini empanadas 
and these little mini calzones and they were Love so good oh that i still remember them to this day to the point where i was like these are delightful yeah. You know, and obviously dips. People love the chips. They love the dips. Mm. Um, it's really cool and they can make it really pretty. I've seen people take um, bread and like that spinach dip that you make homemade and put it into what it looks like um, a martini glass. It looks really cool. And then people actually add real olives on the sides and stuff, too. So you can get creative, nice. have fun with it. And then uh, let us know when you're having the party with the apps and we'll be there, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also go easy on the shots. Yeah. Please, especially if you're over 30. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or not, because apparently when we were under 32, we had issues. So be careful all around. True. <laughs> all right. But if you have any um, tips and tricks for New Year's Eve cocktails and apps that you'd like to share, send them our way uh, and let us know. And we will uh, let, pe- let the people know that, you know, you sent it and we'll try them out. That's what she said. All right, so as usual for our book of the month episode, let's start out with our monthly horoscopes to see what's in store for everyone in January. We got these from Chatelaine.com. We're also going to assign each zodiac sign a personalized hot beverage to get everyone ready to kick off the new year and maybe stay toasty if we get some snow. So let's get started with our personal signs. You guys may recall that I am a Pisces and Jess is a Taurus. So let's start off with my fellow Pisces. Pisces, as you invest time in healing past hurts, notice how your hopes and dreams start to shift and take on new shapes. It's a natural change as your heart makes space for new beginnings. As your aspirations refine, they will become more authentic. Let this metamorphosis give you a new frame to write your story. Your past doesn't have to wholly define you. It's the canvas for painting a resolute and inspiring future. Pisces, your hot beverage is my favorite, a sugar-free hot caramel latte. Sounds good, man. So where my Taurus is at, all right, as the new year begins, you're infused with that first day of school energy. Love that. Use it to look at the world through a fresh lens and propel your pursuit of new life goals. Lean into this youthful enthusiasm as it fuels your journey ahead. Let this perspective shift nurture your ambition, paving the way for accomplishments that align with the vibrant, maturing version of yourself that you're becoming. Tauruses, enjoy yourself for this month, a hot, dark chocolate. So yummy, like the Starbucks one. (laughs) All right, Aquariuses. This month, confront past shadows head on. Welcome the discomfort. It's the threshold to healing. Let your wounds breathe and remember they're not your identity. The year's start carries an intimidating, exhilarating energy that gives you a sense of second chances. Accepting who you are today allows you the space to dive into the unknown with courage. You're not rebuilding, you're evolving. Build more trust in yourself. And Aquariuses, grab yourself a hot toddy and get cozy in front of the fireplace. Oh, yeah. All right, Capricorns. Reconnect with yourself by acknowledging past hurdles as stepping stones, not dead weights. Engage in practices that nourish your spirit, movement, arts, meditation, anything that feels like a conversation with your core sense of self. Use them to reflect. Then release the weight of what was. Remember, you've bounced back before. And use that sense of hope to propel you forward. Capricorns, enjoy yourself in the month of January, a hot apple cider. 
All right, Geminis. This month may seem calm on the surface, yet within a dynamic tension brews. It's a time to confront loss, to heal, and to shower yourself with the love you need and deserve. Your internal storm will help birth new ground and newfound power. Usher out hopelessness because through grieving, recovery, and self-compassion, you're forging a stronger foundation for your path forward. Go get yourself a hot mulled wine while you do that. Mm, Enjoy that. Hey, Aries. This month marks a genuine new beginning. Moreover, fresh connections are emerging to bolster you on this uncharted journey. Embrace this transformative phase with open arms. It's your time to shine. And remember, you do not need to have all the information to take action. Allow your friendships and budding connections to support and guide you towards a bright future. Aries, enjoy yourself a cup of vanilla chai tea. Yummy. All right, Leos. January signals a time for both literal and metaphorical decluttering and project management. Streamline your responsibilities. Work smarter, not needlessly harder. In your relationships, as with everything else, change is inevitable. So focus your energies on organizing chaos, paving the way for transformative shifts. Navigate this period with purpose and intention. It will help you discover newfound clarity and depth within yourself and your connections. And Leos, you're going to be sipping on some nice, relaxing chamomile tea. Mm, I love chamomile tea. Yeah. All right, Cancers. This month, you're in task master mode in your relationships. No more avoiding critical issues that lead to stagnation and resentment. It's a call to action. Confronting conflicts head on and engaging in crucial conversations. By month's end, the goal is closeness and intimacy forged through openness and honesty. Be more proactive for the sake of developing deeper connections. Face challenges together and watch your bonds reach new levels of strength. All right. And enjoy yourself a cappuccino while you do that. It's a little cappuccino. It's just a little cappuccino. Okay, my Libras. It's a time for homebound activities. My favorite things. Revamp your physical space, nurturing your relationships with family and folks you share your home with. Renew your ancestral veneration through dedicated work. Whether sprucing up your living environment, repairing and strengthening family ties, or honoring your lineage, dive in. This period offers a chance for both tangible and emotional replenishment fostering a harmonious, supportive environment that echoes the reverence for your roots. And while you're doing all of that, cozy up with a nice steaming mug of a caramel macchiato. Yum. Hey, Virgos. So the start of the year will see you filled with vibrant energy, infusing more play and pleasure into life. Engage in creative outlets to prevent work burnout. They'll be a vital part of your healing journey. Embrace the joy of a creative practice that helps you restore and replenish. Remember that the point is to get creative, not about being good at whatever you choose to do. By integrating fun and passion into your routine, you're nurturing your well-being and fostering a sustainable, fulfilling approach to life. Virgos, enjoy yourself a perfect cup of coffee just the way you like it. And if you don't or you're not drinking coffee right now, then have a delightful cup of whatever you do enjoy drinking this month. All right, Sagittariuses. Gain control of your finances and material resources by improving your financial literacy. Knowledge is power. 
Explore areas of money management that previously eluded your understanding. Consider seeking professional guidance to assist your decision-making. By expanding your financial knowledge and leveraging expert support, you're equipping yourself to make informed, confident choices. This journey towards financial empowerment sets the stage for a more secure and fulfilling future. And Sagittarius's, get yourself some matcha tea. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, you either love matcha tea or you don't. I love it. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) All right, Scorpios, last but never least. We want you to reconnect with the people in your local communities, rediscover old friends, get in touch with your cousins and revisit childhood haunts. Yeah, cousins. Sorry. (laughs) Rekindle the magic. (laughs) Rekindle the magic of familiar places and reanimate your daily commute. Incorporate these small joys to infuse your everyday life with a sense of delight and breathe new life into your daily routines. Enjoy this month a cup of hot white chocolate all month long. Delicious. Yum, yum, yum. All right. So there we go. That's what we all have to look forward to in January in the new year. Hell yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right. So, I mean, the plan, man, was (laughs) that we were supposed to do Wreck the Halls. Mm -hmm. uh, But I failed miserably because Alex said, you'll hate it. And I was like, well, I don't want to read it then. So Alex is going to give us a little sum up of it and why I would hate it. All right. Uh, And then we'll dive into uh, Good Elf Gone Wrong. Because we both read that. Yeah. So Wreck the Hole starts out cute. And I think you would have liked it initially. But I think you would have had the same experience reading it that you had with Tis the Season for Revenge. Because it starts out, there's these two children of famous rock stars that were in a band together. It's similar to kind of like um, the the Go-Go's or like something like that. But now they're older. They don't really talk anymore. Their kids are kind of in the spotlight. Anyway, they are going to bring their mothers back together for a big show uh, at Christmas. And... It starts out cute enough. The characters were, you know, a little bland. I didn't really care for the female main character too much, but she was cute and they seem to have some cute chemistry. But then once the sex stuff hits, it just got weird. And so it focuses on this thing that I actually had to look up because I did not know what this was, but it's called edging and etching like etch a sketch edging like the oh, like an edging around your garden outside. That sounded more sexual than it was supposed to. But basically, <laughs> basically the, the male main character, he wants to be brought to the brink of completion, but doesn't want to complete because he doesn't think he deserves it or something like that. And so, what? yeah, yeah. It's like he has lived this lavish life of privilege and riches. So to... I don't know, compensate for the fact that he's had a privileged life. He thinks he needs to repress himself sexually when he's with another partner. And instead, he'll just complete on his own after the fact. It's very Mm -hmm. weird. It was very weird. I I just I wasn't expecting it. I was like, Jess is going to hate this. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds more like wreck your balls. Wreck your balls for sure. For sure. It's Wreck the Halls, I think, was the name they came up with for the concert, which I thought was actually super cute. But it's the 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 book was more like a wreck the balls. I didn't like it. I ended up skimming the last portion of it. I just didn't really care anymore. 
And yeah, I don't like that, like depreciation of like self-worth, like know your worth. I, I don't like when that's like an, a thing. It was just weird. I don't know. It just it felt like very contrived. And also, you know, I get that it's a it's a romance, it's a love story, but it's like they immediately kind of fall in love and like she's the only one that he can do this with. And oh my God, I've never done that with anyone before. But oh no, we can't be together. But oh, we both want to be. It's just stupid. Like it was just, I don't know. I just at this point I was pretty over. The romance books, the the holiday romance books, and it just it wasn't doing it for me. I didn't like it. I thought the whole the whole thing was cringy. And yeah, yeah. I'm glad I skipped that. Yeah, uh, that sounds horrible. I thought Tessa Bailey was supposed to be safe. No, no, she has spice in her books. See, but like the spice in Elf Gone Wrong, like was <laughs> comical. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the times, like the grandma would just say wild ass shit. And I'd be like, she's freaking hilarious. Good Elf Gone Wrong is very different from all yeah, these like other were, books. Yeah. They were passing around like old, old grannies and aunts and uncles and cousins were all passing around like a dick pic around the around the the, 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 the dinner table yeah. and people like commenting on it and like screenshotting yeah. it. I was like, what is happening? No, the family has no boundaries whatsoever. It was chaotic. Honestly, I feel like Alina Jacobs, the author of Good Elf Gone Wrong, I feel like she was just like, what's the most ridiculous scenario I can come up with and let's just run with it. And she did it in such a great way. It was just hilarious. It was so much fun to read. Like, that's why you couldn't put it down because you were just like, what crazy ass thing is she going to come up with next? Like, it's not realistic. It would never happen in the real world. These people are very cartoonish caricature but it's hilarious and fun and that's what you want out of a book like that you know yeah i mean i loved it obviously i'm not gonna five it because i, I really i could do without that raunchy it's very unnecessary vulgar. yeah it's yeah. very vulgar at times and i skipped the sex scenes because mm -hmm. they literally say you know what they're annoying i don't know how people like them because a they're the same phrases over and over again I know. it's always the same shit it is. All right. Like, let's get new phrases. And no one in the real world, do they even use it? Like, is anyone really saying this? Like, I just I don't need know. to know. Um, or maybe I don't want to know. I'm but sure it's corny as hell to me. It's yeah. Cringe. I'm sure there's people that this works for. I It definitely doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for me. But I agree with you in it being repetitive. And it's definitely not only do you see it in multiple books, but even from scene to scene, it's like the same yeah. stuff. Like every time it's like, come through my chimney, big boy Santa. I'm like, who says this? That, no, that was hilarious. Nobody would ever say it that. It was funny. It but was that's, funny. that's why this um, book was a little bit more fun is because nobody would say, there's nobody. I'm sorry. If you're one of these people out there that's telling your partner, come down my chimney, big guy or something like that, please let us know. Because I, I can't believe that there's anybody saying this. Also, I think he was like role playing as Santa as well. Like what? wasn't he like Dude, dressed up as santa and she, she's like come down my chimney santa it was disturbing <laughs> also there was like one scene where she was dressed up like an elf and he was like yeah make my toys and i was like wait what <laughs> <laughs> he's like craft my toys or something and i was like i was like this is so is she trying to be hilarious because it's hilarious i honestly think she is like i think she had fun writing the book and i think it's clear because it's so outrageous it's just hilarious but then at the end there was even like a little feminist flair and i I appreciated that too so it kept getting it kept getting more ridiculous by the second there was yeah. no way that this woman was such a magician yeah. that she was able to do all these things and her sister was awful her whole family sucked the worst and I, except except for granny she's fucking the best grandma Mur so yeah. much. grandma murphy is freaking hilarious i would um, hang out with grandma scene, murphy 
there was one scene too where um the two grandmas were like going yeah. at it they yeah were like fighting and she was like took out she's like first she was trying to hit me with her cane and all of a sudden she took out her sword yeah. and i was just like what <laughs> what do you mean she has a sword though like it's so ridiculous um i enjoyed every second of it i literally stayed up last night i had started it the day before but i, I think i was like three chapters in i literally sat up all night and read that shit yeah i loved it i thought it was hilarious obviously i you know i skimmed past the oh you know big santa come down my chimney <laughs> but all the other parts you know i was just like this is great and honestly if it became like a pg-13 movie i would love that movie mm-hmm. so story i loved i loved it yeah i did too I'm i think surprised. I think I rated it like a 4.5 and that was mostly because it was a little too vulgar for me and there was a little too much spice in it. But yeah, I, I, I think I could have forgiven the spice if it if there wasn't so much of it and it wasn't just so like just some of the language used. I was like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just prudish. I don't know. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I did not see that coming out of their mouths. Oh, you meant. And, oh, nice and, wordage there. Yeah. But, um, oh, <laughs> It made me blush a little bit. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, like, thank God nobody can see what I'm reading right now. You know what I mean? Like, it was very, it was very, very vulgar. And part of the weirdest part was that this family had no boundaries. So, like, a lot of the stuff was just happening. Like, they have, she has no door on her bedroom. Oh, my God. But then they have sex and then the whole family is, like, in the doorway. And I was like, I feel so uncomfortable right now, but also I'm laughing. (laughs) Granny Murray, Granny Murray was all up in that. Okay. Yeah. And she was like snapping pitches. And she's like, it's for my TikTok. I, I could not handle it. It was hilarious that also like it's it, outrageous. It, re- it got so outrageous. Like there was a point where like um they were at a party and a pipe burst in a building. And literally, like as soon as the pipe was, you know, everything was calmed down, somebody was like, I got a pipe for you to burst. And I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's so, it so unnecessary, but it is so freaking funny. <laughs> I was giggling and I remember you saying before I read it that there was parts that you laughed out loud. Yes. I laughed out loud so hard. I was sleeping next to um, my kid because my husband's got the bubonic plague around here and we don't want to be near him. Um, <laughs> it's ages. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, come on. This is like Christmas week. I got a lot to do. I can't afford to be sick. So I'm staying away from him. But anyway, I was literally laughing out loud so hard that I almost woke up my son like several times. Yeah. Um, and I felt so uncomfortable reading the book next to him. I, know. I was like, I don't know if I should leave the room for these parts. Like, I don't know. I was just like skipping them really fast. I was like, yeah. this is weird. Yeah. Um, but it was just so funny. Like there was just things that she phrased that she had to be doing it on purpose as comedy. Yeah. She had to be. I really think she was. It. You it can't has to be like a parody of that. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Honestly, I think I don't think it's a parody, but I think she was like, who cares if it's like realistic? Like, I don't want like a good, wholesome little story. I just want a fun ass ride. And like she delivered on that. If that was her intention and that's what I think her intention was, she's delivered. Yo, I would read more from her. That's what I'm saying. That's So she read that <laughs> licking her Christmas cookies series and we were like, who would read this? And I'm like, I would read that now because I, think I, now I might. Yeah, because of this author, I think I would read it because it's going to be crazy like this one was, you know, yeah, and- <laughs> it was a roller coaster ride. But what I loved is that the the theme of Christmas was prevalent throughout. Yeah. It wasn't just like we're going to a Christmas party at one point in the book. And yeah. Like, like, tis the seas, 
This was like constantly it was all this, Christmas. Yeah. Yes. And it was ridiculous each by the second. The dog was ridiculous. <laughs> his eyeball popping out. His name was Pugnog. Pugnog, the cutest thing. I love that. Okay. <laughs> and also she went to a miniature store. There's like little miniature things. I was like, this is getting ridiculous. Well, you know so what funny. I mean? Like, and this girl, how did she even have time to shop? She's sitting there literally like planning and, and, and catering her sister, who's the sister from hell's entire wedding, which, by the way, she stole her fiance. Well, he was literally coming down her chimney <laughs> underneath the Christmas tree the year before. Yeah. So this was supposed to be like her wedding, you know, Christmas Day. And then the following year it's happening. But she wants her to do all these things for her. She's a little bitch. She's spoiled yeah. bitch. Yeah. I couldn't stand her. Yeah. Uh, but the family was just as bad. They were terrible. By the way, the intervention scene was amazing. That I I was laughing out loud during that scene. So at one point, Gracie, our main character, her family decides to have an intervention with her because she's acting out of character. And essentially, she's just being more assertive with her own needs and saying no to people. And they're like, oh, Gracie would never. Because they're at the whole book. She's described as being a doormat. And she basically is the beginning of the book. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> for the most part of the book. Yeah, but they have literally this entire family sitting down with her for this intervention and there's a therapist there and she had fallen on the front steps on her way in and there was like some crushed, I don't uh, cranberry sauce or something that looked like blood. And as they're talking to her about how he's such a bad influence on her and it's dangerous, he comes in with a like machine gun and like a SWAT or maybe it's a rifle, I don't know, but like a SWAT vest and he's like casing the joint and everybody just starts screaming and he's just standing there with this gun and his gear and it's they're like what the fuck? And he's like I thought that you were dead and I was like well, hold on though, because where was the gun? Like, Does he just travel with it? Like we never mentioned the gun before this point. Never yeah. mentioned that he has like a bulletproof it was just so it was they just so he was ridiculous in the military. he was in the military so we know that yeah uh, but it, what, what was he just ready with his stuff on hand and that's what stuff, i mean like, like it, all of his trunk. yeah he just had all of his tactical gear like in the trunk ready to go in case crazy got attacked on you know, on her front porch it was just so crazy and it was just i don't know to me it was like if you're watching a romantic comedy on tv like that's a scene that's just going to be so like over the top and it's just going to be funny you know depending on who's in the role and if it's played out right like it was in yeah, my head she's a great it's hilarious she's a great comedy writer i mean every yeah. scene that was supposed to be funny like hit the mark and was hysterical yeah uh, the grandmother just needs to be in every story ever <laughs> at any family function she's hilarious yeah. uh and she's just funny like there should there be parts where she's like uh she's like you want to see my boobs and she's still trying to <laughs> she shows um, into the guy in the bar because yeah he was like talking to the young girls like show me your tits or something and then the grandma and he's like no it's not yours so he's like why back in the day they were great you know like she's hilarious i was hysterical laughing at her and there was some parts where i literally was hysterical like the part yeah. when she was fighting the other grandmother that was just stand out for me amazing i know um, they were just so funny and they would just kept bickering at each other the whole time. And she was like, well, if you didn't raise a little shit son, like, you know, it was just, <laughs> it was amazing that she would say. Yeah. Um, but then there so was also surprising moments in it as well, where we did have this nice moment with Hudson and his brothers after he kind of fails in his mission or whatever it was, he loses Gracie and they're supporting him. And we see the contrast with her family and the lack mm -hmm. of support that she gets. And then at the end, when we see them reuniting and, you know, they, they're in love yeah. and we're going to be together. It's very cute. Like it still hit that mark as well with the yes. tenderness, despite yeah. everything else that happened. It was just 
it just had so many different things in it. You know, we'd go from this like really vulgar sex scene to this like really sweet, tender moment. Also, Hudson sounded hot as hell. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah, my type of guy except, that I like to read about. Except when they're just, you know, discussing his picture and like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to. I don't care about that. All I know is that he had the dark it's hair, just, tattoos. I blushed because I was like, this tall. is not family like conversation. You know, I wouldn't talk about these things. No. And our well, family would be like gasping for air if we ever mentioned anything like that. Like at the yeah. table and showing mm. pictures around. No, the family had no boundaries whatsoever. Family that's that's away. clear. Yeah. But, um, but he sounded hot. Okay. Well, I like his name, Hudson, as well. One issue that I do have with this, though, I will say is I feel like she could have not included the fact that this girl's a virgin. She's like 30. Right. That's right. The thing I feel like that, that didn't even add up for the book. Like if she would have removed that, it would have made no impact for me on the book at all. Like, it, you yeah. know, and then all of a sudden she's just what? She's banging this dude randomly. Yeah. It was I don't I don't while she's literally making Christmas cookies. I know. I don't like the whole virginal woman trope to begin with i didn't i didn't like that she also yeah because she was so like not that she was old but like way too old to be a virgin you know it's like the 40 year old virgin over here but i i was glad at least that it was explained as she was intentionally saving herself for marriage versus like she just couldn't get a man because she's such a doorman so frumpy because usually that's what we see in books like that but it still didn't i agree with you it didn't really make sense or make a difference and it did bother me a lot in the book i think i mentioned that last time i was like i don't really like that part yeah but. if i can remove that and then i can remove all these raunchy unnecessary things but leave some of the little tiny bits of like verbal raunch with the grandma that's fine mm-hmm. um i think this would have been like a stellar masterpiece of a christmas yeah. book and i think that um and that's just a personal point of view you know there's yeah. some people that love this this stuff yeah. Um, but for me, you know, if it would have done that, I think that um, this would have been either way. It was so so much fun to read, but I think that it would have been something that I would look forward to revisiting all the time. I agree with you. I think like for me, it would be like a four or a four point five, like in that area. If you, those changes had been made that you said, yes. it would probably be a five star for me. However, like you said, too, there are people that this is what they want to read. And, yes. you know, that that makes that bumps it up to a five for them. So that's fine. That's right. You know, personal preference. Yeah. And it was fun, exciting as hell to read. And as somebody who usually does not like this, like doesn't like this, um, the smut stuff and like a lot of the uh, the spice. Like I was able to look past it. And as soon yeah. as I was like skipping the pages, it would go right back to fun. And I didn't care as much because I was like, OK, yeah, you know, it's fun. And I think I feel like all the characters had like serious dimension. I loved that. All of them did. Um, Hudson, like you learned so much about his backstory in such a little time. And and, you know, he, he did have a mom that sucked. Um, you learned that his his, you know, upbringing wasn't that great, but that he does have support, at least with his siblings. Um she doesn't have that at all, Gracie. Her whole family yeah. sucks ass, except her cousin. Shout out to yeah. the cousin best friends. Yeah. Um, her cousin was awesome and her grandma was awesome. Everybody else, just terrible people. Terrible. Yeah. Shitting all over her. Nobody could do anything for themselves. That was a little over the top that no one could do anything for themselves. Her family. Like, water yeah. my bread. I think everyone in her family, with the exception of her cousin, was super over the top. I I don't think that they were really well developed or anything. I do Mm. think that Gracie and Hudson were developed enough. That's who I meant. For the story, yeah. And I I did like her cousin. Was her cousin saying Daphne? I can't remember. But sometimes I just make up names, though. Something like that. 
All right. Well, anyway, her cousin, I thought, was decently developed. Everyone else, though, just felt like a caricature. Like, nobody's that evil. You know what I mean? I mean, they are, but not in this sense. You know, like, no mother is coming down the stairs, finding their one daughter sleeping with their other daughter's fiance, and then telling the one who got cheated on that she just needs to suck it up or like, well, this is this is the right thing or you need to get over it. Like nobody's nobody's doing that. If if there are people out there that can prove me wrong, then go ahead. But it was just even her sister, you know, nobody's that uh, it's just cartoonish. You know, it's like the the evil character in the cartoon that's like creeping around to ruin your day. I'm not saying it's bad. It worked for the novel and everything like that. But yeah, if, like, if this was like a more serious novel, that character yeah, would like, be super underdeveloped. Like in her <laughs> shoes, like the sister that sleeps with your man, but like, yeah. you know, underlying was, there's something going on. It was more complex than that. I love that movie and that I book. I do. I do. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I really do. But I, But this was like kind of on par with that part of it. It was just a little ridiculous that, you know, she's just going to like marry and try to steal her sister's life just because she thinks she's better than her sister. And there was no other reason for it. Also, that guy sounded super unappealing. Like, I didn't even understand her sister. Like, what did she even want with him besides maybe the fact that he had money? But he didn't even he only had money because he worked for her parents company. Yeah. And that was ridiculous, too, that her parents, she literally is. This was a little unbelievable that she's running the whole company. The company would fall apart without her, but she's not getting paid. I know. Meanwhile, you're going into this miniature (laughs) store and you're paying everything. And you were mentioning how you basically paid for the whole that never happened at your wedding the the year before and nobody reimbursed you. Like, girl, where are you getting this money from? You live in Manhattan. She talks about how she's pretty much broke, but. I, I agree. I mean, the whole thing was just it's just it outrageous novel. Everything about yeah. it is over the top. It's big. It's outrageous, but it's fun. It's so much fun to read. And I did genuinely root for Gracie and Hudson, too. So I'm looking at the reviews. I'm just browsing okay. on Goodreads. Lots of ones and twos. People aren't no. happy. Uh, people say that. But then there's somebody like us here. This book is so bad that it's actually good, if that makes sense. <laughs> it's ridiculous in a great way yes that's <laughs> entranced me that actually entranced me um chimney sized chip on his shoulder <laughs> and a mouth so dirty that clorox won't clean it wow yeah uh yeah that was another thing too like you invite first of all you you literally meet a man on the bus and you're like you're hired I know. um and then when he comes do the job you hired him to do, which is be this bad boy. And he starts saying vulgar things. I mean, dude, you asked for it. You signed up for that. You don't know this man. Well, I don't think she expected him. Honestly, I was shocked when I was reading it. And like the first thing that he says to her family, I'm not going to repeat it because my parents listen to our podcast. So I won't I won't be saying it. But I I, my jaw dropped and I I felt like Gracie. I was like, what the F? Like, what did he just say to her family? I I think I I, would have been blushing like I. I was shocked. She literally was like, I want to crawl under the table. I want to die. I want to go into a hole. Like, yes, yes. That sounded traumatizing everything he was saying. Yeah. Um, It was a little, it was a little much. It was a little much. There were things that were a little over the top, a little much. She could have toned down. But I think that the audience that she was writing this for really liked that stuff. Because there are some five-star reviews. People going nuts over here for the spice. So that spice community Uh, I'm going to tell you, if you want to read a book for Spice, this will definitely be your thing. However, if you want to read a book that's just fun and just ignore the Spice, this is also your thing. I feel like this is a great 
book to market to both sides. However, I'm 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 browsing through the the reviews right now as well because you got me curious. And yeah, there's there's a lot of mixture. People either love it or hate it. Is what I'm yes, saying. There's, there's no in between. Yeah, it's like four or five stars or one star, and there's nothing yeah. in between. <laughs> yeah, and here's somebody. This person gave it a five star. Said it's a train wreck. Couldn't stop reading though. Uh, I love this book. Characters were train wrecks. I was sucked in from the beginning, and I just had to know how it all played out. And that's exactly how I feel. I ha- mm. I, cu- I had to know what was going to happen because I hated the sister and the family so much yeah. that I needed to see them at the end get thrown in their face, and it it, it did. It exploded. Yeah. Um, and I was, your just, face. I was there. Ill. Uh, Ill. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, gross. Explode. No, forget it. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say because you completely, literally took a shit on it. Gross. <laughs> Yeah, here's, here's another thing. It says, I wanted to see Gracie finally because I have to run away from that. Stands up for herself and her family to get coal. Uh, it's the perfect grumpy sunshine trope with spice and a cute pug to tip the book into a five-star review. I think five-star is a little bit wild. Yeah. If you're giving the book a five-star review, I cannot trust your five-star reviews in the be- in, in, in going forward. If you're giving this a five-star, it's because you liked the spice, I think. Yeah, but that should be a totally different rating. It should be like those little chili peppers and not stars. I don't know, because like... Like I said, I would give this like four or four and a half stars because it was fun. I had so much fun reading it. Is it like the best novel ever written? No, but I think it hits the mark for its target audience. And the only reason I I didn't rate it a five is because of the spice, because it just wasn't for me. By the way, this person wrote one of the worst books I've ever read. Grandma Grandma Murray was cool, though. (laughs) Yeah, she was. She was the best star of the show. Star of the show. Dude, I need a whole book on her. Yeah. Like her past life. She is a who. <laughs> you sound so old. I know. Well, well no. that was a hoot. Hooting and tooting. All right, I'm done. Wait, I love this review. Five stars. Ready? Ho, ho, ho is always ruining Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I love people sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, this person says I was in a book slump and it definitely brought me out of it. So yeah. that's cute. I mean, I was up all night reading it, so I liked it, obviously. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I mean the spice factor has to take off a lot for me. I, I maybe I would give this a three just because I really loved the story and everything else, but just I can't I can't. <laughs> okay. I can't higher than that. All right. Like, oh, let's go on my one my F one fifty. Oh, how did you guys meet? Oh, uh, we were, we were we were banging in a in a restroom in, in a uh, gas yeah, station bathroom. Uh, gas station stop! Like no, no. I love it. Was, it. It's it so was... you can't tell me that if you if this was made into a movie, take the spice out, and this was made into a movie that you would million percent. This wouldn't be your favorite Christmas movie. You know what I mean? A million like, percent. I would watch it all the time. Because I said that's you. You know how you always tell me with the Frida books that you you read them, but you have to accept what they are, just like with Speed, yeah, the movie. It's like a fun, quick read. Yeah, that's what that. That's what emotion. this book is. You need to accept yes. this book for what it really is, and it's no literary masterpiece. It's not even a very good in terms of technicalities. It's not a very good book, but for the enjoyment and the life yes. that it will give you, it's worth it. <laughs> yes. Listen, um, we. We know that the Christmas Prince is terrible. We know it's terrible. It's terrible. It's really bad. 
we'll watch it every year. So this and this is better than that. In my oh come on the Christmas baby you fucking love that shit you eat it up I don't um, I actually I don't watch those every year but I do watch the princess switch or whatever the one is with Vanessa Hutchins where she's a twin or do. whatever she is and they switch what, and then she has to go in the baking thing the competition yeah, I love it I watch it every year I love it it's and also ridiculous. the other one that she's in the night before Christmas but it's like night as in like k-n-i-g-h-t and he's like a dead knight from like all right the that 1600s one is so bad around. but I, I love it love <laughs> see see <laughs> Like, these are terrible but they're like fun like like i need to watch it while i eat my dark chocolate at night type of movie and just sit there and just like laugh at it but also it's it's satisfying things to me so, like oh go ahead this type if they took this like i told you earlier if they mm. t- if they took this and they made it into like a pg-13 cutesy rom-com i would love the shit out of this movie you know give yeah. granny a couple of like make sure you you really you cast well with granny like she really needs that yeah she needs it because she's frontliner for this but um but yeah i would watch it every year i would love it so much yeah do, it's way do, better than any of those movies do you watch always sunny you watch oh you like always yeah, sunny right of course. you yeah. you know max mom yeah i feel yeah. like she would be, she would be grandma good. murray <laughs> she would be great for the role yeah. definitely also you never watch that movie nebraska but the little no. old lady in that has the same sass okay yeah, right. she goes to somebody's grave. Um, she you think she's this cute little old lady. She just goes to someone's grave and then she literally pants on the grave or puts <laughs> up her stuff. She's like, she's like, you always wanted me when you're alive. What do you think now? Oh my god. <laughs> and she reminds me of her a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely a grandma Murray move. Yeah, it's that same type of humor because you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I told you that movie is Napoleon Dynamite for old people. Yeah, I have to watch that. It's but fantastic. You love it. I feel like romance books, and this is why I like reading romance sometimes when it's like a good romance, in my opinion, it satisfies the same urge in me that reading fantasy novels reads. It's not realistic. This is never going to happen in the real world, but I want to imagine a world where this is something that does really happen, you know, and that's kind of how I felt with Good Elf is like, this is a completely fantastical situation. There's no realism in any aspect of this novel. And I eat that shit up. So. Yeah. I mean, come on. When he was like, oh, he's like, I know that the person's not going to be mad that owns this building. So I am the owner. I was like, no, you're not, bro. Come on. You're not the owner of the building where they have catering hall, where they have weddings. No. You know? And then he's like, but I live in the gulch. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I'm still thinking about that little miniature store, too. And <laughs> How he was like going, they, they made no sense whatsoever. Okay. She's supposed to be this like really frumpy girl. She ended up being super cute, I think, but she's like, oh, Hudson, you want to come shopping with me? And he's like, all right, I guess. And she takes him to this little miniature store and he just accepts it. He's just like, yeah, this is a thing that people do. And she's showing him this like tiny toaster or something like that. That's like 50 bucks. And I was yeah. like, what's happening right now? Yeah. No, <laughs> you want to start talking about frumpy? Okay. If frumpy means a she eats cheese and she has i'm offended i know i forgot that she loves cheese i love cheese secondly um not only does she eat cheese but she has stuffed mice in her child's bedroom like bitch get over this what i know the The mice do you have traps i completely forgot about the mouse thing i I was like i was like wait all right now this is reminding me of like remember she's all that like oh glasses oh she's got glasses she's not gonna be the one to to transform i was i was concerned i was like all right so she's eating cheese on a bus who gives a fuck i love cheese okay (laughs) and when we started seeing 
her childhood bedroom with with the mice and she was making the mice talk and she was explaining things to them. I was like, this is getting fucking weird. This is like Mary making <laughs> her. What's happening? You know? And he was like confused. He's like, wow. I know. You have a lot of stuffed mice. And she was like, I like cheese. I was like, okay. <laughs> but i don't have stuffed mice man at one point too when they're in her room i think she like throws a blanket over the mice too because she's like they shouldn't have to see like before they they can have sex it's so ridiculous I was like, come on yeah but like call some cutesy little things and then follow it up right after I know. that by like eh, I know. xxx i was just like but also oh, i'm glad I, you i need like a transition period like yeah. i need to be prepared like, it came out know? of nowhere i agree with that it's very Literally, jarring but i said. i will say i'm glad you brought up the cheese thing because now i'm that i'm thinking about it i'm like are we this person we love cheese we love to make christmas cookies and we're best friends with our cousin <laughs> we are crazy. Not gonna lie. <laughs> wait i'm not gonna lie though i did relate a lot to grace <laughs> a lot of times i was like sometimes yes but there were a lot of times i did not relate where i was just like girl say something no (laughs) she was relatable other times she she needed you know some self-esteem boosts and Mm -hmm. uh you know she was making some really bad decisions yeah. there uh she made some questionable life choices that i would not agree with as well and there's no way in hell that i would be put through that because i would i have a mouth and i would have something yeah. to say uh but other than that the little tiny things i was like oh this is you know her yeah. with her little dog knitting little dog sweaters was freaking cute as hell. Adorable. i don't i don't yeah. do that but that's <laughs> cute as hell yeah um so there was a lot of aspects about her character that i really really liked a lot that i enjoyed reading about and a lot that i did relate to and mm-hmm. a lot that I did not. I do not have stuffed mice. Don't <laughs> spread that rumor. I don't. You know. Them. You know what mice they're referring to? Also, they're like not just stuffed mice. They're dressed in like little Victorian outfits and stuff. I have to find. I'll find a picture and I'll send it to you. But it's like, why do I know what you're talking about? And you know, right? Well. Yes. Yeah, well, they are people, creepy. Why? But, but I don't understand. There's millions of thousands of hobbies out there. These are the ones you have to go to, like <laughs> these creepiest dolls. Like why? And I'm not judging you, but kind of. Uh, you know, if you do this. <laughs> Well, she. I just. I need to know why. Question. She she also had like all of her childhood toys and stuff in her bedroom too. And I was like, "What the girl? You're 30 years old. What's happening right now?" Like it was a little weird. That mixed with the whole virginal thing and uh, the door was was weird for me. Man, yeah. That that all of that was weird for me, but. It also, didn't make me love it any less. <laughs> yeah, she's simultaneously running this company by herself. The yeah. whole thing would crumble and she's not making a dime. <laughs> like, I would burn that company to the ground, <laughs> to the grounds, you know? When Hudson came through with all that, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but when Hudson came through, like, is he literally works for this company that behind the scenes wants to annihilate her company, but not really her company specifically, her family's company. Um, but the company that owns them or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like the parent company um, is their rival or something. And then it was a little, it was a little preposterous at the end too, with a guy yeah. come swooping in with $30 million worth of cash, you know, yeah. and making his and he's, and like, yeah, he's Gracie, I need you of all people to be CEO because nobody can do what you do yeah. and we're yeah. going to fire everyone else. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to, I loved this it. So, <laughs> yes, I loved it. This was so ridiculous to the point of it's so unbelievable. But I absolutely ate this shit up. Yeah. The fact that she loved her grandma's fucking ring. Yeah. And that out of nowhere, he found it. I know. Finds the exact one. He was like, oh, you found a, a, one that looks like it? He's like, no, I found the exact one. And I was just like, come on. I know. From a photo, a black and white photo. Oh, he 
he's like, oh, my, uh, the way he words it too, he's like, oh, my, uh, I have a really good assistant. Yeah. Really on point these days. And I was just like, come the fuck on. Okay. But also I ate that shit up because I was like, that's so cute. Also, they (laughs) know each other for a month, but that's irrelevant in these in these stories. It's irrelevant. Also, they were lying to each other about themselves, but whatever. It's irrelevant too, I guess, because he found that ring. Yeah. Also, the sister ripping up the grandma's dress, I would crush her soul in life. Can you imagine? I know. I was like, when I read that, I was like, I'm mad. And this has nothing to do with me. These are fake people. (laughs) But I was mad. That's just such a sad thing to do. She's a bitch. And she she did this. So like Alex said, she's a little flat in the dimension category because she sits there and she's like just this evil person that she's like, oh, I know you wanted to wear this dress, but not only did I rip it up, but I threw away the pieces so you can't do anything with them because fuck you. Yeah. And I was just like, this girl is evil. Yeah. I don't know. I would have set her on fire in her new version of the dress. Like, you want to ruin my grandma's dress? I will ruin you in it. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. A lot of it was preposterous, but do we recommend it? Yeah. I do. We do. I think it's not going to be for everyone. It's no, I do not, not recommend. No, not to your parents. I do no. not recommend it to our family members. <laughs> they will literally fall off their chair and be like, why? No, Um. do not read this book. No, <laughs> no, it's got it's got spice. And if you don't know what spice means, it means that it's basically like porno scenes, legit porno scenes. So please, if you want to be like my eyes, my eyes, they're burning. Um, even without like yeah, that. even without that, this is this may not be the book for you if it's not your genre. But if if you like crazy romantic comedies, definitely read it. If you like your spice, read it. Otherwise, don't, I'm, don't read it. I'm proposing <laughs> to Amazon for future Kindle updates an idea that there'll be a little button, a little like option before you read a book to just omit spice. So you could just click on a little box and all the little spice scenes. Bye bye. Or they'll be like redacted or something. So this way it's like, oh, okay, I don't have to know that he's speaking about his member that way. I don't know. I I don't care. That's that's fine. I think they should just you had mentioned this previously. I think we talked about it on our last episode. They should just give you a heads up. There should just be a rating system like, hey, just an FYI, this book's rated R, which means there's going to be some sexy stuff. Yes. The, this one's NC-17. What's the high? You know what I mean? Like reader. X period. Be advised. It, should be, it should be like an X. So this way, when me and Alex are sifting through these books and we're like, let's make a holiday hopeful list. We see X. We don't pick it. Actually, so, I did notice I was browsing. I was browsing, browsing through Kindle today because there's sales. And I was looking at books that I shouldn't, I shouldn't get. I didn't get any. Anyway, besides the point, but there's a new category now. It says wholesome romance. And I was like, oh. that's, that's the section we need to go to next time. That's what we want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wholesome is correct. Although I will say I did read All's Fair in Love and Christmas. Oh and yeah. How'd you like that? It was cute for the most part, but there was some really weird religious I, I can't even say undertones it was very explicitly uh biased it, towards christianity there were like bible verses and stuff oh, yeah it was weird it was but bias against christianity no to christian like oh yeah. okay but yeah. it, it was just weird it was a little off-putting and i felt uncomfortable <laughs> i could so the really complete opposite that. of this book yeah yeah the exact yeah. opposite for sure so so where this book got hoey that one got holy. holy yes so we need something in between those two is is what i propose 
Something well, like I'm, Emily, I'm, Emily Henry is like my, yes. my comfort zone. Yes. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Uh, give me and your Christina your Lauren also. Sorry. Yeah, I like Christina Lauren's. Uh, I like their books a lot. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that don't know, they are two authors, which mm-hmm. I think is adorable that they're yeah. collaborator authors. Yeah. I did uh, read but, there um, in a holidays and I really liked oh, that. Oh, did you? That was really good. Oh, and I, I think wanted would like to, that. but I just refuse to touch another holiday book. Yeah. This was my last one. And I only, I only read it because Alex raved um, <laughs> that it was so outrageous. And I was like, well, that's for me. <laughs> I need that. And you know what? After reading it right after House and Cerulean Sea, thank God I didn't read it first. Yeah. But House and Cerulean Sea was just so wholesome that this actually dipped my toes into something else. And I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm done with the holidays reading. We were very over ambitious with our 14 yeah. list. Yeah. Um, I was like done with them after like number three. Yeah. Oh, I did read um, Snowflakes and uh, Sweethearts. Sweethearts, which is um, like a Christmas with the Darcy's retelling Pride and Prejudice. And it was super cute. It was very, very short. And I mm-hmm. breezed through it quickly. Um, but it's basically exploring mary who was like the uh, middle sister um who they kind of you know jane austen always throws in there that character who's you 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 think she might become an old maid because jane (laughs) um jane austen became an old maid you know what i mean like there there's that you know awkward character that she throws in there that's basically a version of herself and i always love that character i love that she did that uh but what was really cute is you always wonder about Mary and what happened to her, something about Mary. Um, And you wonder what happened to her. So this kind of explores that where it's the first Darcy Christmas right after they get married, their first Christmas together, um, you know, at Pemberley and Mary comes to stay and she explores something and you find out what happens to her and it's really cute. Um, So if you want something cutesy romance Christmas related, and it's only 170 pages and you can't really commit to something long-term it's like a short story. I would go for it. It's cute. So I really enjoyed it. It was cute. Um, but, you know, you have to like that era time period reading. Yeah. So <clears throat> I did like that, though. I would give that a three and a half. That was not spicy at all. Yeah. I would not spicy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come to my house in Pemberley, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, let's see your longborn. Oh, all right. Oh that's my God. Done. <laughs> done. Uh, I promise. And it, and I don't know. What would you rate? You didn't give me the rating for uh, Wreck the Holes. Did you see enough it? Did you read the whole thing? I read the whole thing, but the last portion of it, I just skimmed. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't remember what I rated it. I want to say it was like a two, maybe. Let me see. I'll look it up. What did I give this? I gave it a 2.5. Yeah. Okay. Well, I gave it a zero because I didn't read it. <laughs> Basis. <laughs> Based on Alex's assumptions, she was probably correct. And I would have tried to DNF it. And she would have been like, no, because it's the book of the month. And I was like, well, guess we're not doing that as the book of the month. Yeah. We were like, let's just talk about other books or whatever. It doesn't, let's not force ourselves to, especially because you were already in a book slump. I was like, it would be really messed up to be like, no, you must read this, even though it's shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's shite. Yeah. and you know what? This was a bonus book of the month. So it's okay that we didn't 100% play by the rules anyway. 
I guess. But I'll, I'll tell you, if we are readjusting it um, to good go- good elf gone wrong, it, it was unexpectedly pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's that. Uh, that's our last holiday read that we will be discussing from here on out. So get mm-hmm. ready for a highlight reel coming up perhaps um, maybe the week before we go live with season two. We're very excited about season two. We're very excited for the books coming up in season two. We're already starting to read them. Do we know if these are the ones that are set in stone? No, (laughs) we do. We do want to read these books. So we're excited about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we're coming in hot. Yeah. January 9th, baby. 2024, new year. Woo. Yeah. New year with books with cooks. Set your, yeah. set your reminders now for January 9th. That's right. Make one of your resolutions to always listen every week <laughs> to tune in to Books with Cooks. And yeah. We'll be here for you twice a week. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, for everybody in the upcoming holiday coming up for New Year's Eve, you're going out or if you're drinking, please drink and party responsibly. And um, but, you know, that being said, we're not old maids over here. Have a good time. Yeah. You know, just be safe, man. And have a happy, happy, happy new year. Hell yeah, Yay. 2024, baby. Happy Woo. new year. Yeah. We had a good conversation. <laughs> we have a giraffe. There you go, son. I got out of here, by the way. Never make me a bicycle clown. If you haven't read the upcoming books but would like to, head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in future discussions. You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a small commission. So thank you so much for supporting us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or whichever streaming service you use. We would really appreciate it also if you could spread the word by telling friends and family about our podcast. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events on TikTok. Yep, we'll be doing some live events soon, and we will post upcoming dates on our socials. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it because we're done with this one. everyone so stay tuned for our thoughts on the novel or novels but first Jess what are we snacking on today even though actually we should just take that out because we didn't even start with what we're snacking on (laughs) 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 (laughs)
All right. Thanks for listening to my mommy and me and Alex.